Hi folks and welcome, welcome to another Saturday morning Samo Flinch! There we go. <laughs> I'm Matt. Good morning, I'm Benjamin. That was on auto-tune. That was auto-tune. Hey! Cardi B got nothing on us. Ooh. Yeah. Pet peeves in books, now pet peeves in movies. Pet peeves. Just, uh, Had a hard time putting this one together. Did you? This was yes, because I think you're going to... You're going to come up with better ideas that I didn't think about. Really? But I just thought about what I don't like. So, um, Well, naturally. And we I'm talked gonna, about I, pet peeves three or four years ago. The difference between a peeve and a pet peeve. A peeve is just something that you don't like, something that annoys you. A pet peeve is something that every time you see it, it's just like, oh, for crying Like you feed yeah. your pets. You know, you feed your dog every day, so you feed this peeve. Every time you see it, it just, like, makes you grind your teeth. And just say, oh, they did the thing again, Megan. Can you see this? Come in here and watch this. Like, you, you rewatch it just to hate on it. And, that's and I, a pet peeve. That's a pet, that is a pet peeve. So I'm going to double down. Ooh. Because you're going to go zero again, and I'm going to go one. Oh, see, for this. For oh, the, you want to switch it. Well, I'm just saying, for last week, I thought for sure it would be zero because books okay. are so different. Then, this then one I would I'll do zero. You, think you can it have the one. Zero? I think there's so many things. Mm, interesting. So I'll go zero. You go one. How's okay, that? That works for me. One, you could be two, right. I'll go three, first, four, too. Five. Okay, sweet. What uh, what what I want to talk about is I, I, li- I, I, I just coined the phrase for it right now. Oh, Called the quiet copycat. The quiet copycat. You know, it here, rips off and here first today on Saturday morning Samoflange. The quiet, the yes, the quiet copycat. Like for instance, First Impact came out right before Armageddon. It was a copycat of Armageddon. The, they were the, just trying to get the, to the punch uh, first. Yeah, the movie, the, the meteor strike. Movie, yeah. I mean, so beat for beat, story story wise are the same. Yeah. The quiet copycat takes an exact formula from another movie and yeah. plets it into their movie. It's different, you know, but it's the same. For instance, I hear a billion people around me saying they love the horror movie Smile. Okay. Okay. I've seen s- it. No. Okay. I know that. I've seen the preview. Uh, I saw it years ago. It was called It Follows. <laughs> beat for beat. Beat for beat. I mean, I thought, is this movie going to offer me anything I have not seen? And I bet there's tons of other movies that follow the same formula. Sure. But It Follows was the first one and the best one I've ever seen. The, do it. The best copycat, silence copycat. But it's a quiet copycat because, of course, copycat, the situation is because different. Because it can't be a clown. It can't be this. It can't be whatever. It's got to be something different. But it's similar as story beats go. Sure. Uh, and this and, and smile. People are smiling, and of it's kind of creepy, right? Because right. it's smile. It's a regular thing people do. Smile. Right. So of course there's a demon, and you can't get your running, 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 and you can't right. get away with it. Naturally. In, in the grudge. Once you watch the video. No, no. no I'm sorry. Uh, the ring. Once the you watch ring. the videotape, the girl is die. coming after you, right. and you're no Comes matter what you do, TV. no matter what you do, once they get the claws yeah. into you, it's it, over. It follows was once you do something, something starts coming after you, and you can't get away yeah, from it. We've seen you that. Know? And then, of course, there's all these. For, we go through the innocent thing, then something happens, then something weird happens, then something serious happens, then we have to investigate the history of whatever this curse, hex, <laughs> ring, whatever yeah, it is, I've videotape it is. Before. We see the uh, we see the uh, uh, origins. And then what we try to do is put that thing to rest, to rest. by achieving some yeah, goal yeah. that the star has to do, yeah. which does not work, work because in the end, the big 
and I put huge quotation marks on this, <laughs> twist is they still get them in they the still end. still get killed, no matter, even though they buried the, the locket in the, under the But It room. Follows did something a little bit different, which is a little bit better. But the thing is, though, over and over and over again, we see this. I am tired of it. Mm-hmm. I've, I love the Grudge movies, and you could say the Grudge goes in that too, Matt. Yeah, but I'm just saying some of the first ones I saw, It Follows did something different too. I don't want to spoil the movie, which I'm not going into details. But... Everyone said, oh, Smile, Smile was so good. And I was like, no, I saw it. It's called It Follows. It was a much better movie. Well, maybe maybe people like it. Just they don't There's like, not a single thing about that movie that surprised me, entertained me, or anything. Not because of the story. People like the jump scares, maybe, or they like the the acting. I can't believe that's true, oh, yeah. but you know, I'm just same grasping old, at straws. But, same old, same old but formula. It's a tired, tired. Not an obvious ripoff, but the, using the exact so, same formula. So the quiet copycat. The quiet copycat. I like it. All right, number five. Number five for me, I, 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 it was a struggle to make this one. So my number five was badly mixed audio, which is mm. something that is so prevalent now. And mm. I think part of the reason why is I read a statistic fairly recently that said that 70 to 80% of all video consumed today is with subtitles enabled. And YouTube, if you create a brand new account on YouTube... Subtitles are enabled by default, I believe. And most people watch, consume media, TV shows and whatever, watching on the subway, commuting, out in the world, your dinner, whatever, and they watch it with subtitles. So let me ask you, do you watch any of your media with subtitles? No. See, I hate having to watch subtitles. I hate it too, yes. And Why? I don't want to sit there and read. Exactly. I want to watch the movie. I want to watch the movie. Tell me, yeah. I'm watching a visual storytelling medium. Yeah, like show but I'm having me. to read it. Yeah, don't make me read it. Yeah, takes you out of the take takes you away it, from the action. It takes you away, away from what's and going on. I think on. I touched on this uh, a few weeks ago, perhaps with uh, a Star Trek uh, show. Yes, Brave New World or Strange New Worlds. I was talking about the new Star Trek and how much I loved it, and the audio is mixed so badly. To not be able to understand half of what they're saying, uh, the the sound is back and forth all over the place, and it, it varies between streaming service. Mm. It varies between what it is you're watching. Like even from Paramount to Netflix is massive difference. But like if you try to keep the same volume, if you pop in a Blu-ray player, or if you try right. to, you know, stream something from your phone or whatever. Like, the volume is all over the spectrum. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm watching, an, I just finished up uh, the TV sh- series uh, Ted Lasso. Have you ever watched that on Apple Plus? Uh, no, With but I've heard good Jason things. Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Terrific, terrific show. And you definitely need to watch it. It's so good. And But, man, I have to crank my home stereo receiver up oh. to 60. Like, it just... And then I go and I try to watch Star Trek uh, uh, Lower Decks or something like that on Paramount. Blows me away. Then I try to play a video game and I'm like, oh god, you know. And I like, yeah, I played Bad Dudes, like the 1980s uh, Bad Dudes, where you have to rescue Ronald Reagan from ninjas. Wow. You know this movie, this game. And then I accidentally had left the volume on from where I was watching oh, wow. Ted Lasso. And it's, like, it's just, oh, God, what's going on? So many ninjas. That's and funny. So it, just, it seems odd because I was just talking to a, a filmmaker about this 
a couple weeks ago because I was in a short film, which actually won the Las Vegas Short Film Festival. And he, we were talking about the short film medium and how he makes his movies and everything else. And so I was very excited. And so we sat and talked about movies and we got onto the topic of sound because the movie that I was in was very, very low key. It was, it was very, um, uh, uh, kind of thriller uh, vibe to it. So it had, the sound was a character is what we were talking about. Mm. The sound was something that had, then the music as well had mm. to be a part of the mood. Mm. So if you turned on subtitles or if you couldn't hear the music, if you were watching it silently, you miss so much of the story because also it's a short film and it's only, I think seven minutes long, seven or eight minutes long and that's it. And so when you've got only that small amount of time, everything matters to the telling the story and the music and the and the the sound and the way it's shot and and the way it's uh edited with the sound tells another story and you miss that entirely because it's it's yeah it's all it's a it's a thriller who done it like what happened right. you know what's going right. on exactly. with this mystery story that's going on so it feels like uh how did they do it in the late 90s early 2000s when you had movies like jurassic park and Independence Day and Titanic, I just looked up the top three movies of the 90s, and those were like the, in the top ten, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you had these great movies that they did it perfectly. You had huge T-Rex sound effects and Titanic breaking apart. but More care was taken. You still yeah. heard everything that Jack and Rose said. Yeah. And, and then that Titanic had sweet moments in it, but it also had a lot of action in it. And Jurassic Park is a prime example. You know every word of Jurassic Park. I've seen Jurassic Park 50,000 times. I could say it by heart, and I, there's no line of dialogue that gets lost. But also, huge John Williams score, like dinosaurs screaming all over the place. How did they master it then? And then ever since, like, the mid-O's, it's just all over the freaking map. Yeah. And is, it gotten must sloppy. be when Netflix got it came out and started I, to get popular. I, I, F faster, just faster, speed out, you get think done. It's we really need to turn it, cutting it, turn it, turn it, turn it. Not paying your sound engineers, not pay, paying paying low level people to do halfway decent so? job because we there's so much content out there. Yeah. there couldn't be enough to. Uh, there's maybe a there's right. bigger need the, in the market the than the good people. Or something yes, because like there's much more. There wasn't as many streaming but series, like, and there's more content coming out than ever that's, before. That's true. And so shows like Ted Lasso, I have to turn on the subtitles every so often because it's set in England, and so there's mm -hmm. a lot of dialogue and jargon that I'm like, what did they what say? What did they say? And that's okay. fine. That's a different language, basically. I get it. But things like Star Trek, there's no reason why I should. And that show, cinematically, oh my word, beautiful cinematography. Okay. Like, they do such a good job mixing the CG with the practical effects, and it's beautiful. Subtitles are on, you miss it, and it, or it takes you completely away from it. So, yeah. that's a long-winded number five. All right. Badly mixed audio is definitely a pet peeve of Okay. Mine. Uh, my number four is very similar to the first one, but it's a predictable twist that you see coming. Um I, I have no oh, pity. Predictable twists. Yeah, I have no pity for the writer strike. Um, those, guys, those guys will pick up their game because, I mean, how many movies have we gone? Better. I know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. The only time I've been wrong recently yeah. was a great movie called Barbarian, okay. which you think from watching, you go, right I know where this is going. Right. Okay, they switched it on me. Okay, now I know where it's going. Oh, oh, did not know that. Got me again. And and then another one was the Flash, which I was just I did not think I was going to like this. I watched it solely to true. do the review we on it on Prince of the Universe. Yeah. Thought I was going to hate it. I yeah. mean, even even said I bet the best part is Michael Keaton as Batman and everything else is crap. But this movie, 
it, it, it really shocked me because everything that I could have, I told my wife, I said, I know, you want me to tell the story? Yeah. I haven't read anything, but You're I can like tell you, I to the promise you, yeah. this is what's going to happen. I got everything wrong. Oh, and wow. I love that. With predictable ending, predictable plots, boy, writing has become super lazy in Hollywood because it's just, you're like, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Everyone, because we're, we're saying it midway through the movie or one third of the movie, go, oh, and so that person, they're going to come back and they're going to shoot. They're, they just told the story about they shot a kid by accident. He's right. pointing to a toy go, how was I supposed to know? Right. Well, don't worry, Bruce Willis. I'll save you at the end of the movie and die hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, those are tropes that we've seen before. Sure. And they were done well. Not that you can't do it today, but you better be because you your audience, be it if your you audience is smart. Yeah. Your movie watching audience is smart, and th- if they can guess the story, then you're doing a crap job. What was that movie you told me about where a uh, dude went to prison and he had to keep doing worse and worse crimes? Oh, uh, Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine. Did you watch Vince that? Or it's excellent. Yeah, it's yeah. not but a that comedy. Was one that surprised you, right? It it surprised me. I was like, wow, because like because it's so what brutal. Is, it's so br- well. It, it starts off as you know, you know, it's just sad straight drama. Then he, I'm not spoiling anything here. He breaks someone's bone. Yeah. It's a you're like, oh, that was a. Oh, I didn't see that fight go solid. Right. Well, then the next fight is a little bit bloodier. You're like, oh, my. Oh, that's yeah. kind of violent. Oof. And then my son and wife goes, this is kind of a violent, violent movie all of a sudden. I went, yeah. But it's thematically, it wasn't just there for the grotesque stuff. Because the story. he has to be yeah. bad it so he can get in the worst and worse prison and worse. to the worst wing, to the yeah. worst hole. You know, so he's got to keep. achieve the objective. And, and the only time to do that is he beats someone up, but he doesn't beat him up badly. Yeah. Well, now I've got to be it's a bad be bad. Better so I, than that. Or so it's got to be that. bigger. And to where it, when he finally gets to cell block 99 or wherever this final destination is, the, the fights are so brutal. Yeah. I laughed, but at the same time, it was one of it was horrifying. One of the was, one of the things he does. One of the movies that you uh, that you felt like okay, well I know where this is going, but then it surprised you. Or it's a, I... it just surprised me. I was okay. like, whoa, I didn't know you could do Because when you see violence, you're thinking, I've seen it all. And yeah. they come up with a new way to be violent. Yeah, right. But there but they, but they showed Vince Vaughn's... Really shocked by. They, they showed Vince Vaughn's height. Oh, yeah. He's a tall he's dude. He's as tall as me. Yeah. And they cast him with regular five-foot actors. Yeah. But this time, he didn't have to... He came they, out swinging. They didn't have to stand on steps <laughs> talking to him. <laughs> or they didn't have to do that distance thing yeah. or whatnot. Right. You know, trick angles. No, they just showed how towering he is. And it's like, that's I don't know. I, I really liked it. Anyway, that's, that's, cool. the, that's we'll talk about one of the things I like about movie later on. Yeah. But. <laughs> Number four for you. Number four is when everyone's way too pretty. I call it CW casting. because every, uh, This is a good one. I don't have this one. Every show on the CW is just full of freaking supermodels and just perpetuates it, it, the stereotype of beautiful is better than being a good actor. Like it just, and that's happened more recently oh. than even in the 2000s. It's ramped up 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. For example. It's, it's, it's abundance, yes. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. His his Aunt May, no thank you. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, Sally Fields, what a pretty old woman. Yeah. What a pretty old woman. Yeah. 
And then the new one, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Why am I having thoughts about Aunt May? I Why? shouldn't be having thoughts Why about it. Shouldn't be having these thoughts about but Aunt May. But if they reboot it again, Aunt May's gonna be like his sister or something. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be even younger. Aunt May yeah. gets younger and she gets sexier. Yeah. And that, that, that's a great that's a great one. Yeah, I I can't stand it when everybody's so pretty and then and, and then CW. I, it is what it is, and they know who they are, and that's fine. Like everything, is everyone over, has to be a model. They turn up the color tone, like they oversaturate everything yep. on CW, and they yep. they know everything's bright and poply and bubbly and whatever, and it's it's soap opera casting, and that's yep. fine. You know who your audience is. The thing that disappoints me is that CW has a lot of things like Smallville and uh, uh, the Flash, or you know, superhero stuff that I want to see. But I don't want to see it done with pretty high school people all the time. Like, why does it have to be every time? Why can't it be every time? Give me something else, please. I'm just so tired of it. So I thought about it. And, you know, like Kelsey Grammer is not a historically uh, a handsome, uh, good looking dude. You know, he's bald. He's got a yeah. square jaw and everything else. But Frazier was like one of the top five shows of the 90s, right? And they're actually rebooting it, and, and it's coming back. Did you know about this? The no. Frasier reboot? I remember something about because, it, Because yes. uh, very recently, I think it's on Paramount, uh, because they had to shift it from NBC or whoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember, so, I do remember and that. And the reason being that it suddenly moved is because they needed to reacquire the rights because they were rebooting the show. So now Frasier's coming out, and he's redoing it, and he's apparently moved to Chicago, I think, now. And so he's not in Seattle, and he's not in Boston, and I think he's right in the middle in Chicago. So. Mm. But anyway, I hope that the show can succeed, because now your protagonist is an old, not typically handsome man. Now, he's a, he's a dude, he's a pretty big, confident guy, he's got a sex appeal to him or whatever, but I can't ever see him being cast today in a show. Right, Like, no. uh, freaking uh, Columbo. For crying out loud. Yes. Whatever his name is. I can never remember his I name. I can't remember his name but either, like, but yeah, I know the actor. He's a weird looking dude, you know? And, yeah. And there is a, there is a something. More realistic. There, yes, more realistic is what I should say. He's the guy that you've heard of or know exactly. of. Exactly. And, and there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of, in Hollywood, and the names change over time, but there is an idea that somebody who is so odd looking that they get cast, but like Steve Buscemi, for instance, he's just a weird, wiry looking dude. And he's a terrific actor, but he wouldn't ever be normally cast as a uh, leading man in this against this leading woman. And, right. You know, he's not a Brad Pitt stereotypically Hollywood. But, but uh, everyone in the town is good looking. Like everyone could be uh, a photo, a model you. shoot. That's is what I you're talking going. about. Every every the single male person. Man is the prettiest man yes. you've ever seen. In Everyone's your life. Hollywoodized. Yeah, and they're yes. all beautiful. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like that all these kids who are the most popular kid in their like in real life, you know, they grew up the most beautiful person in their high school, and they're convinced by all the people around them, like, "Oh my God, you need to move to Hollywood. You're so pretty. You're so talented, and all this." And they all go to Hollywood, and they they don't make it, and they get their dreams crushed, and so they go over to the CW, and they say, "Hey, I heard you hire pretty people," and then they put them on the show, and it's yeah. just, oh, it's like I get yeah. it. Like you guys are good looking, but dang, come on! And and the, usually the acting suffers. Yeah, bro. Now you don't get the best people yeah. yeah get the prettiest faces though exactly. that's a good one uh i'm gonna go with three 
<sighs> Here it comes. I'm going to get hate on this. So I need Come to, on. need to rectify it. The strong female. The strong female. Twice we've rebooted Evil Dead. We rebooted it with uh-huh. a strong female the first time. Okay, I get it. We're doing something different. Then they rebooted it again with another strong female. Yeah. Oh, you already did that. Let's go back to the male now. No, because everyone must have, in a, in a horror movie, it must be the female that is yeah. strong, the does. survivor yeah. that stands up. We have seen this so yeah. many times. We saw it times. in 1977. It was great. Was Ripley. Yeah. We oh we love Ripley and Ripley and, and, was and, and uh, for a man. Uh, Sarah Connor and yes. there were some good ones. Terminator Two. There were some good ones. And now it's every every if it's gonna be an entire yeah. if it horror it's got to be a woman has to be the yeah. survivor has to be the yeah. now of uh, 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 Jamie Curtis was the original Jamie Halloween Curtis. lady. So, right. So I get it. But the thing is though. How about the male as the survivor? How about the How about male that? as the hero? Yeah, and I, I, people can name off random ones, I guess, where a male survives or anything. But it seems like there's just more of that. I'm not against strong women, no. but it's, you're, it's, we're talking about tropes here. Tropes, and Things everyone, yeah, everyone is strong. Like you're not being, and they they do it as if they're being unique. How about Scream doesn't focus on the surviving girl? Uh. How about it's the surviving guy this time? Yeah. You know, or may, may, I mean, if you really want to flip the switch, flip switch, but they yeah. got to keep the original formula. I mean, and when they did Evil Dead with a girl, the first reboot, I was like, okay, I get it. And then they did it again with another reboot. I was like, is it just always going to be a girl now? I mean, are we just done doing the guy thing because we did it once? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I, it just, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get off it because people are gonna complain. For all, but, oh, but the thing fine. is, that there, and there's, 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 there's good strong women in shows today that I think of are course. great. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, uh, okay. She's scared, but then she gets there. You know the yeah. Ripley effect. Yeah, the Ripley effect happens to everyone now. Yeah. And when was Alien? Sometimes we even skip the weeks part. We just say they're already awesome at everything. Like it was. Oh yeah, it was, uh, it was. Well, I think it came after Star Wars, so 78, 79, 79, still, Let's say. But still, still, the Ripley effect is everywhere. Yeah, and and it's not like they're doing something new or no or anything. Like you, that. You've and retreaded same so many with times. Linda Hamilton, like in Terminator, you're right. Do, Best do, example of a powerful. Do you know why the lead. first Evil Dead was so unique? Everyone thought it was going to be the blonde guy who was so confident, not Ash, the kind of weak guy, and yet he came out on top. If you watch the first Evil Dead again, yeah, it's a, it's a classic '80s horror. Oh, but I they, love Evil they, Dead. Yeah. But the the guy who looks like Fred from the Scooby Doo Gang and should be the leader <laughs> dies He's midway gone. through it. Yeah. And you find out that it's his friend is the one who's going to be the hero. Be the one and it was such a big twist. Yeah. yeah. Groovy. Okay. All right. Groovy. What's number three for you? Number three for me is verbalizing everything for the audiences who are on their phones. And Oh, wow. I, in the age of storytelling, without dialogue, seems to be dying a slow, painful death. Because you know that that's one of my most favorite things is telling a good scene. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you have a scene that the camera doesn't cut away, and you just have one long take, it's called a oneer. Yeah. Or whatever. If you've got a oneer combined with no dialogue, oh, and you still tell such a good scene in the movie, and you you relate the story. What's the matter? No, no, no. Keep going. You gave uh, me an idea. Oh, so. The, the trope, the, the pet peeve I have, and it's it's very evident in the newer Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very evident in a lot of new big Disney uh, stuff is that there's something clearly about to happen 
on the screen. Like everything, the music is building up to it. The scene is building up to it. They've been, they've hinted at it. They're telling you about it. And then some MFR has to turn to the camera <laughs> and say, she's going to ram the ship into the other ship or something, you know, just like, so yeah, we know. It's spoon feeding the it's audience. spoon feeding me what's happening. To let them know what's going what's on. What's happening, exactly. And the pandering, like Picard season one and season two mm-hmm. were probably the worst, uh, uh, just oh my god everything they'd be typing away on the computer never touching the space bar you know whatever and right. then they, they're articulating everything they're saying it's like we know we know why you broke into this computer in the first place like, <laughs> why else would you be in this room? but we need to have some deposition or, to explain why explain yes. to the audience what's going on or, just in case they're not watching when you have a character drinking their coffee or whatever and then they're clearly having a traumatic flashback of some kind and then the scene cuts to a different moment yeah they're in different clothes there's a different tint on the screen the film is in a slower speed like they change the frame rate everything and yet I mean, you're clearly somewhere else, and yet the damn words pop up on the screen that says 1976 or, you know, right. the day before. Gives you the day before or, or whenever, whatever. yeah. And then when they cut back to you and, this, and it pops back up again, present, present day. day. It's like, we freaking get no. You don't have to put present day. Yeah. Like, I, everything, like the light changed, the speed changed, the music changed. I get it. It's present day. You do not have to tell me present day. <laughs> I think that's my, that's officially my number three, present day. Present day. Like, there you go. That's a good way to oh, say it. It just makes me insane when they say, they oversay everything for the sake of saying it. Oh, I hate it so much. That might be my number one. I hate okay. that so many... I peeked to the mic so many times Wait, during that rant. Keep it at number three because my number uh, two almost ties into this. Come on. Speaking of cell phones, yes, not the not the viewer being on a cell phone, but the but the person in the movie not using not it, using a cell phone <laughs> in the heart. How many times yeah. is oh, there's no signal. Oh, my battery died. No signal. Oh, it be. dropped in the water or it broke. Right. I dropped on the ground. Right. Broke because a writer is again. Let them starve. Let them starve. Let them starve. Let let the let the let the strike let the striker starve because you need to do better because you know your story's crap Dude. because it could be easily. It's hard to make a horror movie now because no one believes me. Yeah, no one believes me because you didn't whoop out your phone and record what was going on, what right. you were watching. If it's really if it's happened to you more than once, that's what you should be doing. You can that's prove everything now. But the thing is, though, they can't explain the cell phone. So they have to do the the classic tropes. It's lost. It's yeah, broken. Right. The battery's dead. Or we're in an area. In 2023, we're in an area that now there are areas definitely. There are. Most of them are here in Louisiana. My parents' house. But yeah, that don't have internet. But, but the thing is, though, wow, that's that's the, that's how you write yourself out of that because you're thinking, yeah. oh gosh, if they had a so cell phone though, they could easily I might call for be help. A little bit more forgiving because I have a drinking game with Star Trek that anytime they say the word interference, like you have to take a shot. Oh wow. You can get so hammered. On oh, some of those episodes, I'm telling you what. Captain, interference from the planet. It's like, oh my god, the interference. It's like every time you hear interference, you have to raise take it up. Take a shot. Yeah, and so I, I get it. Like there's so many times when the transporters are out or the comms are out or whatever. Well, they have to do it to make their story work. Right. And, and the thing is though, in self, but for cell phones, it's always the same 
you know it's going to be one of these. They can't yeah. come up with anything. That's true. Unique with and, that. I mean, it's difficult to write because... It's difficult to write now, yeah. Who would have ever expected that cell phones would be as common as, like, more common than a driver's license? Like, yeah. more people have their Everyone cell phone has than one. they have their ID. Yes, that's and, true. Uh, and that's why it's so smart to make IDs officially on phones yeah. because everybody's got the dang phone. But you're right. So, so, so you just want to see a better way of... Well, I mean, either you just you accept it. Move, yeah, I, honestly, if if they like, they say, "Look, here's the video of the ghost I keep seeing," yeah. and it goes, "Yeah, here you go, dude. Here, I made a video on my app that shows a ghost in the background too. So what? You just got a better, <laughs> you know, and just kind of draw off as you're like, faking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. There you go. That's something different. I could come up with more, but you know what? I'm not on strike. Hollywood, hire me. I'll I'll write better than those bozos. Oh, All right, go ahead. What's number two? Overused CG. Dog, that should have made mine. CGI. Dang it. Friends. Yeah, I think we've gotten so. Dang it, that should have been on mine. That should have been on mine. That should have been on mine. Doctor Strange and the whatever hell of madness that that was, and the ninth circle of hell is what it felt like when I was watching it because it was just a giant cartoon. Like poor Benedict Cumberbatch must have been in front of a green or blue screen for oh. a year. Black Panther doesn't even hide it. Oh, it it's all blue screen. You so can see it. Bad. And even the first one, when he's fighting Killmonger, yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like a video oh, game. Oh, so bad. Indiana That's Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, when he's uh, the the flashback scene, wretched. It really looks like you're controlling video a video game. game. Correct. Yes. It's it was, so She-Hulk. I don't even mind uh, bad CG as much as I do too much of it. How does it, I, I don't want to watch cartoons on the movie screen. I uh, want to watch actors act with other like props, sets, something. Every movie has CG. I'm not saying you can't use it. That's not at all what I'm saying. But when like, but we, when CGI from 30 years ago yeah, looks still like real dinosaurs, yeah, something was doing. They were doing. It we, right. we have digressed. Yeah, Jurassic and our, Park is the is the epitome of that because you know you had the Stan Winston school of character arts. It has it has genius. aged well. Look, let me tell you, that's one of the reasons that pans into exactly what I was saying about Star Trek: uh, Strange New Worlds is because did I tell you that that same creative team, like a lot of those guys who make the special effects for the, the that show, like worked with Stan Winston, uh, and he's the guy who did. Aliens and Terminator and and the Jurassic Park and all the great creatures and things that you know of from the 80s and 90s and stuff. That's the crew. Those are the guys that are working with that same. That's the same vibe of people that are doing it now. So there is a way. There is a way to blend it, you know. And and I think Star Trek: Strange New Worlds does a great job of blending CG because that's a, a clearly a sci-fi fantasy show. So you've yeah. got to have a lot of CG in it. And, but they do a wonderful job blending the two together. Doctor Strange and the whatever hell of madness it was, then that's the that's the alt that's the other end of the spectrum. It was just one nightmare after another. Indiana yeah. Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Just Horrible. the first five minutes, you were just like, "What is going on?" Oh, Ooh, so and bad. And it just sets you up. So like, and then you hear they paid hundreds of millions of dollars. It wasn't on the CGI. Dude, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what you're serving at the buffet table, but maybe you know, lobs un, so, un, un, unlimited lobster crab. Honestly, was though, like bad CG is not what's on my list. It's too much. That's of, that's good. No, I totally overuse. lazy. You rely on CGI to tell your to bring people in your story. Yeah, Transformers. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like they could have yeah. made anything that could be practical. I want to see practically done. Yeah. Or find me a creative way to show me something because it matters. Audiences don't. They maybe can't articulate why they don't like it. But a movie that's just pumped full of CG, like Man. they're not going to like it. But they won't be able to tell you why. I'm telling you now, producers and everybody in Hollywood and powerful positions listening to this podcast. Happy Saturday morning to you. But also, that's the reason they don't like it it's because yeah. it's just uncanny valley still it's not real it takes you out of it you don't care it's great there's a reason that people like yeah. tom cruise's uh, that's a great mission impossible movies and they yeah stunts and stuff like that it's real because he does them and you can see they're real we can and they're exciting yeah. exciting and to watch very very exciting to watch and uh, yeah jason I, statham it, jackie chan those guys it, that's oh my god i left out a pet peeve and this is what i was talking about because one of the very first things that came to my mind was jason statham in the transporter part two because oh, he okay. is such a talented martial artist right yeah he can do all the jumps and flips and kicks and everything else. Yeah. even the transporter part one to be honest is it is it's so quickly cut like the clip it's cut, great cut, cut. Yeah. you can make me look like i'm jason statham if you cut that fast yeah and so like why did you cut his performance like that when you know he can do it when he can do yeah. it and there are like two or three scenes in the transporter the very first one where they leave it on him for a minute and you're like dang this son can do this thing and it's amazing like but why why the tight close quick cuts like were the other stuntmen or whatever just that bad it's it's unreal i hate that so much and that falls into the same vein of cg like why why cg that when you could have just done this this way and if it's about the same cost i'm fine i get it cost cutting it can be easier but oh that's probably that's definitely my number two okay there you go my 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 number one uh well cgi is a great one i should pick that one um but mine was the story just not making sense again writer stay on strike do your job. <laughs> These are Meg, having a theme, aren't Meg, they? Meg, Meg 2. We watched Meg 1. It oh, was fun. Oh, you watched the Meg 2? It makes no sense. The whole time Meg's going, what's going on? I said, I don't know. Why are they doing this? I don't know. That's too bad. The and I've been so watching fun. it. And I want She's been watch. up and back from her phone. But yeah. the thing is, though, once you go for your phone, that means your movie's not good. Yeah. If I go for my phone, yeah, your movie's it. not good. Yeah. And yeah. I just started working on whatever I was on my computer and letting the movie play. But the thing was, the story just jumped from here to there, and you're like, why are they doing this now? Well, why didn't they just go back there? And nothing's ever explained because they don't care. Because look, big matter. giant star no, sharks. Exactly. That movie was about, look, big giant shark. And the first one was too, but at least it has a coherent story. Yeah. Where this one, this wanted, one, to be, was... this one wanted to be Jurassic World. Oh. You could tell. Jurassic World, oh, not part. Oh, what a bad but world. mimic. It's, it's just really... Like it, if you're going to copy somebody... But it doesn't make sense. Copy we have the, the best, not the worst. We have the person trying to train the megalodon. Can oh, he be trained? Shut we have up. the we have the evil corporation trying to get some mining Naturally. something for money. We have the, I mean the tropes. Are, this now. is all tropes. We we break <laughs> through the. It's called the trench. We break through the trench. I, I don't think this is spoilers, but it's more than just. Of course, they're gonna have more than one megalodon. Well, of course. And but they're gonna have a giant that squid, and they're gonna have these swimming. Like dinosaur fish, a fish, a fish and a raptor combined. You know, raptor fish uh, or whatever, that and, and that, that's your Jurassic World stuff. And so the thing is, though, it just it just jumps, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Then you stop caring. It's like Black Widow. My wife goes, I don't understand what's going oh. on. I said, I don't understand why this is happening. Look. There's we've talked about this. There's, There's so few movies that I've walked out of. Black Widow is one of them. It's Halfway through just, it, I just turned to my date and I said, Do you want to leave? And she said, Oh my god, yes. Yes, it's so 
garbage. It's so garbage, and mm. I say that more times than not. With the, the reason, pe- pe- there's no superhero fatigue. It's you put crap on the yeah. screen now, yeah. and no one wants to watch fatigue, it. No. Yeah, not super. I gladly enjoy a superhero movie, but no, your story sucks. So yeah. get get better, get better. <laughs> what is number one? I won this time with a zero. I'm kind of shocked. You did because I'm positive that your number one is not mine. With what is yours? I may have forgotten this one. Go. Uh, it goes back to the Star Trek theme again. It's <laughs> religious zealot plot lines. Oh no! That's another great one. I, that would make mine too. That makes me insane when I hear, "Well, it's the preacher religion, is the villain." The preacher, or that's not a twist. It is, it's no, been around it not for thirty not. years. No, anytime they go, to Star Trek discovers a new planet, and they're on this new world, and then you know they want to eat the crew it, because it's their religion or something like that. If the religious whatever. nut doesn't want to kill people yeah. or doesn't want to take off, the, that's a good that's twist. A good twist. Right, and so yeah. like anytime you're in a horror movie and you got a hillbilly who's like needing to sacrifice this virgin yep. for the whatever yep. and the demons and stuff, why does it have to be about a religious cult or or something like hillbilly Arkansas or, or anything like that? Anything related to church? Why won't they let anyone in the town dance? This mind-behending, yeah. <laughs> Those were the good old days. Religious zealots and footloose no. are never going to let us. But that's the thing. You're right. You're right. Because the pastor's always the bad guy. It's always. He's the always the bad guy. And it's it's always, always the leader of the cult. He turns into a, they're really yes, a cult. It's, it's not a twist anymore, folks. And here, like, it's, it's a two-part pet peeve in a way. Because the other end of that spectrum is the uh, uh, Left Behind series. Or the yeah. ultra-Bible thumper, like... Jesus is Lord, everything is great, and, and you know, hallelujahs, whatever. Right. And then the story suffers again, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, because you have a, you're, you're trying to, quote unquote, preach the gospel at that point. You know, you're trying to do good for Jesus or build people into the church, and it, and it just, it's too far. It's too much. It's yeah. like everything has to be holier than and suitable for church. Or it has to be cult Satanists or something like that, or the they they secretly worship the devil under the White House kind of thing, and it's just like, what are you? Why can't there? Because there is a happy medium. Mm-hmm. You can have religion and a character and in a person that doesn't have to be perfect, and they don't have to be a cultist. Like, why can't I just see a religious person in a show that isn't a trope? Like I, that's what drives me nuts. Yeah, like, religion no. is just used. I agree. Only in extremes, and and that's not the way it is. And I'm still waiting on a show that makes me care one way or the other. And I I don't mind like stuff like uh, I don't mind it if a character has lost their faith in something. You know, like Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly, right? So he's no, he's no that's fi- that's fine. And he's hardened against you know Shepherd Book because he's been through the war and has had bad things happen and so he doesn't believe in a god exists and all those other things like that exactly that that kind of thing that's not what i'm talking about that's not tired it's just the you know what i'm saying it's no yeah it's no I, I but that's a great one, that's such a great pick that would have made mine though, is the is the over-the-top religious sacrificial cult people that just this is what we you're believe right and oh there is that is completely 100 percent inexcusable in, You're right. In my book. And You're right. In books, movies, TV shows, I, anything. Like, forget it. All that's right. a good one. It's just unacceptable. Good one. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I feel like folks I see that every single Saturday. 
Morning. Samuflash.